Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Here we go with episode 261 of the Sports Yak Podcast. Oh, you mean the Dave Craig episode? Dave Craig, everybody. Dave Craig, longtime quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, and then he kind of bounced around late in his career. Kansas City, Arizona, spent a year with the Lions, a year with the Bears. 1995 was the year with, he was with the Bears. Went a powerful 6-6 six and six in his 12 starts with Chicago. But most of his time spent in Seattle – Early on in the franchise's history, 261 career touchdown passes. Yeah, 199 interceptions, too. Sometimes Dave just threw it to whoever was out there on the field. <laughs> but the pride of Milton College in Wisconsin. Milton College and sometime, somehow winds up with a 16-year NFL career. He's Dave Craig. Before we jump into uh, today's sports headlines, I want to ask you a couple of questions out in left field. All right. Um, Pat Summerall and John Madden on this day in 1979, their first pairing. Would you put them as the best pairing in sports broadcasting? Top five, top ten? Oh, I, yeah, I would say they are the best pairing in sports broadcasting. I'm I'm trying to think of another pair. Now, remember, Monday Night Football, the original crew was a three-man booth with Howard Frank and Dandy Don. But as far as a pairing, I think you would be hard-pressed to find. Now, Fowler and Herb Street are getting up there in terms of what their significance is to college football. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say Sumrall and Madden in terms of professional sports is is probably number one. Okay. I, and a side segment, dead or alive. I don't even, I can't remember. Are both of Pat, them passed Pat on? Pat Sumrall has passed. John Madden is still alive. Oh, he is? Yes. Oh, wow. All yes. right. And I also, joined many residuals from the Madden video game. Yeah. 
went down that rabbit hole of just the video game history and how many of those games have been sold. Love to see what his back-end deal is on that bad boy. There will be no telethons held for John. <laughs> Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, the crowd's going wild. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! All right, let's get into it. I am uh, I am genuinely excited, if we get to see it, about college basketball. Oh, you're going to get to see it. There are going to be games today. I know that there's a lot of publicity for all the games that are getting canceled. Over 100 games have been canceled. However, 88% of the games that are scheduled to be played today are still being played. Okay. Now... Do teams have to do things a lot differently? Sure they do. Uh, is it going to just be a smooth ride? No. There, there are going to be schedule changes. There's going to be last-minute games thrown together. That's the way it's going to be for the 2020-2021 season. But adjust to it. I mean, in certain ways, basketball is perfect for that. How many times out on the court do pickup games just happen? You're turning the ball out there, a couple of guys show up, hey, do you want to play? The next thing you know, you're playing a game. That's the beauty and the nature of basketball. And therefore, for the college basketball season, if, if that happens, this tournament that's being held out in South Dakota right now only has two of the original eight teams in it. <laughs> I mean, they've been shuffling the schedule around, but that's okay. There's going to be games. Games are going to get played. And I think from a mental health standpoint for athletes, uh, this is great that they're going to have the chance to play. So we start our coverage tonight on Pulse with a Big Ten doubleheader. 103.1 FM is our home for Big Ten basketball, for those of you in the Michiana area. And we'll start off with Purdue and Liberty in the Space Coast Tournament. Corey, this is a tournament that was originally scheduled to be held in Cancun and has been moved to Florida. It'll be Purdue and Liberty. Now, Purdue has a freshman by the name of Jaden Ivey who grew up around here, started his high school career at Marion, finished it up at La Lamira Academy over in LaPorte. There was talk at one point that Jaden Ivey might be in the starting lineup for the Boilermakers. I don't think that'll be the case, but I do think he'll get significant playing time. And that'll be fun to keep an eye on as the season goes along. My daughter loves her some Sasha. Sasha Stevanovic? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, it was interesting in, in looking at the comments today, there was a big article today about how COVID has altered the travel for Purdue. They got down to the hotel on Monday night. They went in a side door, rather through the lobby, went directly to a meeting room, picked up prepackaged meals, and took them up to their rooms. Each, uh, Purdue has a whole floor booked out for itself at this hotel. Each member of the traveling party has a single room, which is unusual. Typically, teams, to help themselves save money, get, you know, put two in a room. Yeah. 
in order to try to eliminate contact between people. Each person in the traveling party gets a single room. Wow. And then the coaches have to go on patrol to make sure that people don't sneak away. The great quote from Matt Painter in this article, we have to be like security. You can't run down to the bottom floor to get a honey bun. (laughs) It's like church camp, and he's the counselor. Exactly. My man Mitch throwing down some money for single rooms and... My goodness. So, did, by the way, did you call it the Space Coast? Space Coast. Okay. I yeah. thought you were saying Space Coast. No, no, which no. It was no. a great cartoon it back was. in the day. No, this is the Space <laughs> Coast tournament. So, Purdue, now remember, kids, Purdue and I, you are both picked to be middle of the pack teams in the Big Ten this year. Okay. They're, they're picked to be right around eighth or ninth. The power in the Big Ten this year, Iowa as maybe the player of the year in college basketball and this kid, Luca Garza. Hawkeyes are expected to be very strong. Illinois is expected to be very strong in the Big Ten. Michigan State, we'll talk about the Spartans momentarily. Uh, So Purdue and IU, you know, they're going to be battling to get into the NCAA tournament. Indiana opens up against Tennessee Tech tonight. Tennessee Tech has had some... COVID problems of its own. Their head coach has the COVID and is not making the trip to Bloomington. Everybody had to get tested yesterday, rapid result tests. If anybody had tested positive from either Tennessee Tech or IU, they would be tested again today um, with a PCR test. So there's all kinds of testing going on. Um Teams are really having to adjust how they do things. It's not as uh, loosey-goosey as it is. In some ways, it's more costly, as we talked about with hotels. In some ways, it's less costly. But there will be college basketball. Indiana, you asked me yesterday if Archie Miller has a bad season. Is he on the hot seat? And my response to that is, I'm not sure in 2020 what the standards are anymore. I'm not sure. Now, we saw a college football coach in Will Muschamp get fired in the SEC midseason for a losing streak. But I'm not sure you're going to see as many coaching changes in 2020 because you also have to pay off those contracts. And let's face it, with no fannies in the seats – Revenues are going to be down at all these programs, and it's eventually going to take a toll. Not necess- You're not going to see that toll taken out on the football, men's basketball, and women's basketball programs. I think eventually some of these Olympic sports are going to have to go by the wayside, even at big schools, because they're just not going to be able to afford them with declining revenues. Wow. Media met with Mike Bray yesterday, Notre Dame basketball, getting ready to fire up on Saturday night. Saturday night, they go to East Lansing. What a tough opener to have to open up at the House of Izzo. He's also suffering from the COVID, by the way. And take on a Michigan State team that is always really, really good. And the Irish, they've got a strong backcourt. They've got this new guard, Cormac Ryan, who was transferred last year. Uh, Tom Noy told us about him uh, a couple of weeks ago, telling us about how Cormac Ryan, even in the times that you saw him last year, would have been one of the top two players on the team. So Bray is confident in his backcourt. 
likes the body transformation that some of his bigs have gone through, like Nate Lashesky and Jawan Durham. And they'll get tested right from the start with this schedule, but Mike Bray believes that his team can be back in the NCAA tournament this year. Um, typically, Mike Bray teams only go about seven or eight deep. This is one of the arguments against him, that his teams tend to wear down a little bit. Uh, we'll see what kind of job they've been able to do with conditioning and in the strength and conditioning program, and maybe they're in better shape this year. We'll see. Uh Boy, heck of a non-conference schedule, as we've talked about before. Now, that non-conference schedule is getting shaken up a little bit. Notre Dame was scheduled to play Tennessee December 4th, a week from Friday. Tennessee's head coach, Rick Barnes, has the COVID. So that program is on the shelf for three weeks, which means the Irish could try to find another opponent to slide into that December 4th slot or could just say, okay, we're not playing that day. That remains to be seen. But that's that's part of the shuffling that's going on here. I noticed last night, uh, Indiana Wesleyan. Now, you might say, well, why are you comparing NAIA with Division One? This is just to make the point that with all the shuffling going on right now, games are going to pop up all of a sudden. You're not going to have a lot of notice. So Indiana Wesleyan with Kyle Mangus, who is the NAI Player of the Year last year, who, by the way, this year has won the Crossroads League Player of the Week honor four consecutive weeks. That team comes to the White Camp Center tonight to play Bethel. So if you're looking for a live stream of a game that isn't one of the ones on TV, that might be one you want to watch. But the point I'm trying to make here is games are going to pop up, and you're not going to have a lot of advance notice. So we'll see how the Irish go about filling that December 4 slot. Okay. One of Notre Dame's recruits uh, on the basketball floor locally. Yeah, Blake Wesley got off to a great start last night. New coach over at Riley and Alex Daniel. And the Cats had no problem handling Laporte by a score of 69-48. to Wesley had 33 in that game. Had an impressive windmill dunk. Cats will be a factor in the NIC race. There's no question about that. We talked about that in a recent episode. You've got teams like St. Joe, Adams, Marion, and Riley. The NIC is loaded with great talent this year. And, of course, Wesley and J.R. Konesny, both being Notre Dame recruits, are going to get a lot of attention locally. Also last night on the boys' side, Westview, they have a new coach in Ed Bentley, came over from Angola. Had no problems, shouldn't have had any with Bethany. They won 77-25 last night. Drew Litweiler had 21 to lead the Warriors. On the girls' side last night, Corey, there were some really interesting games. So Penn and Warsaw both came in 4-0 on the year. And Penn showed why it is ranked so high in the polls. Number one in the uh, Indiana Basketball Coaches poll. Number two in the IGSCA poll. And they thumped a really good Warsaw team by a score of 61-30. to 30. Penn just loaded with talent. One of their outstanding guards, Trinity Clinton, went off for 21 last night. Uh, Knox picked up a good win on the girls' side. Neil Minix has really put together a great program down there with the Redskins. Now, remember, Knox is a 3A school, so you might say, well, they shouldn't have any problems with a 1A school, but Pioneers ranked number two in 1A. It's, it's one of the better programs, obviously, in that class. And Knox held on for a 46-40 victory last night. 
And then you want to talk about individual talent. You know, on the boys' side, we talk about guys like Blake Wesley and and J.R. Knesny. We are loaded with talent on the girls' side. And a couple of those girls, the underclassmen, went off for big games last night. Uh, Nevaeh Foster of Marion scored 39, outscored Jimtown on her own as the Knights won 85-33. And then Myla Reynolds had 27 for South Bend Washington last night in a big win over St. Joe. So there's terrific individual talent around the area. I think we have some very strong teams. Unlike football, where we have no local teams playing in the state finals, I would not be surprised to see one or two of our teams downstate uh, come basketball season. Before we shift to football, for those keeping score at home, Riley's basketball coach, this is number what out of how many years? Five and five. Five coaches, five years. Now, I don't think they're making any changes next year. Alex Daniel uh, has roots in the area. He's been an assistant at Bethel the last few years. He works over the Croc Center. Uh, So I think this is a guy that the Cats are turning to who can help stabilize that program. He's got the benefit of coming in the first year and having a, a nerding recruit in Blake Wesley. The question will be, what can he do to build behind that? so that they can be effective in the years to come. But I think Alex is a smart guy. He knows that's the case coming in. Okay. College football playoff committee gets together last night. Any big surprise at Notre Dame's number two, Alabama's number one? No surprise there. The surprise comes way down the list, Corey, and that's BYU is 9-0, but they haven't played anybody. And the committee really took them to task for their schedule and ranked them 14th which puts them well out of consideration for even a New Year's Day ball. Now, BYU will turn around and say, well, who are we supposed to play? We're an independent. We're cobbling together this schedule. But there was some controversy last week. Story came out that BYU had the opportunity to play the University of Washington. Pac-12 had opened it up and said, look, if your opponent falls through during a given week, you can schedule a non-conference opponent. They just have to come to you, and you have they have to adhere to the Pac-12 COVID standards. And the, the story was, now, of course, BYU says the story was overblown, but the story was that BYU said, we want to see where we are in the rankings first before we come play you, which made it sound like we don't want to take the risk of hurting our ranking by coming and playing you and maybe losing. Well, anybody with any common sense would have known that BYU wasn't going to get a great ranking. They were playing North Alabama last week. Other than being located in the northern section of Alabama, nobody can tell you where North Alabama is. Okay? Has never heard of them. They beat them 66 to 14, which you should when you're playing North Alabama. And that's why the committee just said, BYU, we're not, we're not dealing with it. There are other undefeated teams that we have more respect for. In fact, there are one-loss teams that we have more respect for. I think another team to keep an eye on, Corey, is Cincinnati. Cincinnati was seventh in the poll. They're undefeated. They play in the American Athletic Conference. Not really a conference that gets a whole lot of consideration. 
They're not put up there with the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12. However, Cincinnati passes the eye test to a certain extent. I think they're a good football team. Do I think they're as good as any of the ones in the top four right now? No. But there's four weeks of football to be played. A lot can happen to those teams in the top four, and we'll see if the Bearcats have any kind of path to get into that top four. Now, as for Notre Dame, they've got this game with North Carolina coming up on Friday, and we won't have a yak on Friday. So let's talk about this game right now. Because this is a game, Corey, that scares me for the Irish because of the injuries they have on the offensive line. Their offense will have to get cranked up and find some ways to perform because Carolina's going to score some points. I know Clark Lee's got a great defense. I know Notre Dame's defense will be the best defense that Carolina has played this year. But this is not Mac Brown's first rodeo as a head coach. He's a Hall of Famer. And I think he'll have his Carolina team ready to go against this Irish squad. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. There's travel involved. It's a road game. You're kind of off kilter because it's a Friday game. I mean, there's everything that goes into this is right for the Irish to be upset. Am I saying that they will be? No. I think Notre Dame still wins the game. Do I think they get a scare? Yeah. Could it affect their ranking in next week's playoff committee rankings? Maybe. Then again, I might be pleasantly surprised. I've been off on my predictions before this year. Names to know. For North Carolina, you need to know the name of the quarterback, Sam Howell. He throws the best deep ball in the Atlantic Coast Conference. so, But they have a running game that keeps them balanced. So if you're Notre Dame, you kind of have to pick your poison. Are you going to try to take away the run, or are you going to play so that you don't get beat by the deep pass? Brian Kelly said two things in his press conference on Monday. He said we need to dominate the line of scrimmage, and we need to take away big chunk plays. So they're really going to need their front four. Those guys like Heinish and Myron Tagovailoa-Mosa and Dalen Hayes and Adeogandeji. That front four is really going to have to play well to control the line of scrimmage on Friday in order that they have enough help in the secondary, Corey, to stop those big chunk plays from the passing game. Let's draw a line in the sand for a second. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Which pairing excites you more if it comes down to it's go time next week? I mentioned this to Diane last night. If Notre Dame stays in the two or three slot, I believe they're playing in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. Notre Dame has not played in the Rose Bowl since 1925. Wow. Okay. And I I would have to see if I could find a way to get to Pasadena because I've always wanted to see a game at the Rose Bowl. That would be that would be the one, huh? And oh my god, that's setting on New Year's Day and I know there's not going to be the parade. It's not I I get it. I get it. But it's the Rose Bowl. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh. <laughs> and so that's the one that now, do I think Alabama-Ohio State would be a good football game? Honestly, not after watching IU quarterback pick apart 
Ohio State secondary last week. Mm-hmm. Why would I think that's going to be a good game? I think Notre Dame Clemson, whether it's in and, – and see, that's why I don't think they would play again in the Rose Bowl because they're going to play again on December 19th in the ACC championship game unless some sort of disaster strikes both teams. They're going to play again. You're, I don't see them setting up a third meeting between those two teams. Now, if it happens through the course of the tournament, there's not much you can do about it. Right. But I can't see the playoff committee saying, nope, you're playing again for a third time. Notre Dame does get a recruit yesterday, too, by the way, Corey. Do you remember me talking about JoJo Johnson for that Merrillville Elkhart game a couple of weeks ago? I remember watching him play. Yeah. And that kid. You said that name a lot. Well, he was he was involved in offense, defense, and special teams, and he's an electric player. The thing is, he did a great job on Elkhart's top receiver, Tyron Mason. Tyron Mason is the Division One receiver. He's headed to Western Michigan, and JoJo Johnson, I think, limited him to two catches in that game. So, terrific job. He'll be brought in for some cornerback depth. He's kind of had an odyssey in terms of his recruiting. He committed to Cincinnati as a junior. The main coach that recruited him at Cincinnati as a junior was Mike Mickens. Mike Mickens left Cincinnati, and so JoJo Johnson decommitted and decided he was going to go to Northern Illinois. I'm not sure why he decided on Northern Illinois other than that it's close to Merrillville. Right. But if you're good enough to commit to Cincinnati, you're good enough to commit somewhere better than Northern Illinois. But maybe Northern Illinois was like, okay, well, I can commit here, but a verbal commitment means nothing. I've got this safeguard here, and then if others want to come see me, they can. Well, eventually, Iowa, Michigan State, Purdue all came knocking on the door. And then the Sunday after the semi-state, JoJo Johnson gets the scholarship offer from the University of Notre Dame, which it turns out was his dream school because it's the closest one to his home. And, oh, who's the defensive backs coach at the University of Notre Dame? Mike Mickens, the guy that recruited him at Cincinnati. So Mike Mickens apparently had seen enough tape on JoJo Johnson this year to think, yeah, you're you're good enough to play here, too. If you were good enough to play for me at Cincinnati, you're good enough to play here, too. And JoJo Johnson punched his ticket to come to Notre Dame. Good for him. You went to West Lafayette last night, and there's some news coming out of that camp. Yeah, I was nowhere near George Karloftis, which is good because George Karloftis, the starting defensive end for Purdue, has COVID. He is in isolation. Boilermakers trying to get ready for that game with Rutgers on Saturday, 4 o'clock. If you're in the Michiana area, you can listen to the game on Pulse FM. Purdue, interesting team right now. They're 2-2. They're two and two. Uh, They take on a Rutgers team coming off that triple overtime loss to Michigan and trying to straighten some things out. Jack Plummer's going to start again at quarterback this week for the injured Aiden O'Connell. Rondale Moore being back on the field definitely makes a difference for Purdue. I think Purdue wins this game playing at home on Saturday against Rutgers, even though they won't have their top defensive end. COVID also hitting hard in the Big Ten. Up in Minnesota, P.J. Fleck has had to cancel the game for the axe with Wisconsin. 
this will be Wisconsin's third game canceled, which means they won't play enough games to qualify for the Big Ten Championship. Now, you might say, Chuck, Northwestern beat Wisconsin last week, so that point was moot. Well, had had Northwestern lost two out of their last three, then Wisconsin still had a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship game. That ain't happening. You can pencil Northwestern in more than likely against Ohio State on December 19th in Indianapolis. I want to make sure I didn't zip over this. IU playing this weekend? There's a lot of football to be played. A lot of football to be played. You understand me? Yes, sir. IU does play this weekend. They will be taking on Maryland, and that is a noon start on Pulse FM on Saturday. Saturday. Thank you. And Indiana, of course, trying to emotionally bounce back from the loss to Ohio State. I think that's the biggest thing that they have to get ready for is to just play with the same kind of motivation and grit and toughness that they did when they went to Columbus. Let's jump into the NFL real quick. Bears news. Mitch Trubisky appears to be back to be the the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Nick Foles has a hip injury. Trubisky had been on the shelf with a shoulder problem, but the indications that we're getting from the media that cover the Bears up in Chicago is that Matt Nagy is going to go back to Trubisky to being the starting quarterback for the Bears. I'm not sure it matters because they're playing the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. It's not the McCaskey family who owns the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. And I look for that to be a a rather ugly game on Sunday night football. But what an interesting narrative that Mitch is getting a second chance. You've been sitting there on the sidelines for a few weeks, and it ain't quite working out. Right. So you've got this, but then again, these are your words. Who does he have to throw to? Well, not only does who does he have to throw to, what does he have blocking in front of him? Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers with this line in front of you right now. You'd be hard-pressed to win. So that's what's staring the Bears in the future. Of course, the Lions play tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day against Houston, so you'll get a chance to see Deshaun Watson. Now, here's the thing about the Lions. Even when they're really, really bad, I mean worse than this year, they always seem to play well on Thanksgiving. So we'll see if they can give the Texans a little bit of a run for their money. Honestly, as we said last time, the two afternoon games, Detroit-Houston, Washington-Dallas, not all that great a watch. The Steelers and the Ravens, if the Ravens can stay away from the COVID again today because they've got a few players out with it, and there was some talk about this game being canceled, but if the Ravens can avoid any more positive tests, they'll play the Steelers on Thanksgiving night, and that's, that's the game to watch on Thanksgiving. The Colts have a huge game this Sunday with Tennessee. Seven and three teams going against each other. Tennessee coming off that overtime win over the Ravens last Sunday. Of course, the Colts had their overtime win over Green Bay. So now both these teams have to summon up the emotions. This is a big rivalry in the AFC South. Over the years, the Colts have owned the Tennessee Titans. Now, can Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry come into Lucas Oil Stadium and get the job done against the Colts this Sunday? That's what we have to see. Okay. Overrated, underrated. Here it comes. I'm putting a spin on this baby today. 
We have a poll running on our 46 Sports Facebook page. And if you're listening to this show on Wednesday, as you should, you can still vote in this poll. And it has to do with the side dishes for tomorrow's big event of Thanksgiving. Now, I'm removing mashed potatoes from this because, to me, mashed potatoes is one of the staples. I don't. I realize you don't put it in the turkey like the stuffing, but if you don't have mashed potatoes on the table for Thanksgiving, why are you holding the holiday? Therefore, let's look at some of the other side dishes that I have in the poll, and, Corey, you can tell me if they're overrated or underrated. <laughs> and let's start with stuffing or dressing. And what's the difference? I, I'm not sure that there really is, but some people call it stuffing and some people call it dressing. Kind of like dinner and supper. Yes. Um, I will say stuffing. Okay, but is it overrated or underrated? Um, oh, boy. I, I don't miss it if it's not on the table. So you're saying overrated. Yeah. Diane Freeby would like to have a word with you. Oh. Because she feels about stuffing the way I feel about the mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. It's a must. If you're not having stuffing on your table, don't invite DCF services to your Thanksgiving because it ain't happening. There will be, so in her eyes, stuffing vastly underrated. I would say underrated too. I enjoy it especially personal preference with raisins in it. Oh, raisins. Yeah. And you probably won't have it any other time, right? Yeah. Now you need to go to Twitter for this poll by the way. It's oh. not it's I not thought on I the heard Facebook you say Facebook. Page. No. I'm sorry. It's on the Twitter page. So, let's look at green bean casserole. Overrated or underrated? What is the what are those things on top of the green bean? Funyuns. Those I like. Funyuns or uh the the French fried onion rings, I think Durkee makes them. Yeah, I enjoy those. Oh, here's your poll right here. Okay. Yeah, yeah I uh, I, don't, I don't need to have that. Yeah, I think that's overrated as well. Yeah. I don't I, mind green beans. Casserole. Yeah, yeah, I don't need the cream of mushroom soup and the, and the onion strips in there. No, no. You want to serve me a hot batch of green beans, that's fine. I'd prefer them frozen and not out of the can, but you know, I can make allowances. Of course, fresh is great, too. Uh, corn. I would like to see corn on the table. Corn is an underrated side dish. I think corn brings color to the proceedings. It brings flavor. And, of course, it brings starch, which is, you know, pretty much that's a holy trinity right there. Color, <laughs> flavor, and starch. And then we've got... Uh, the fourth one I put up there besides stuffing. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Do you ever have mac and cheese with your Thanksgiving? We've not had that. We've had some sort of uh, almost like a mac and cheese casserole. Okay. But uh, first of all, I lean shells and cheese. I'm not a fan of the mac. Okay. I am a shells and cheese guy. If that's on the table, it'd be an even better Thanksgiving than it already is, in my opinion. So you believe... That combo, pasta and cheese, let's just call it that. Yes. So that it's not necessarily macaroni. It can be your shells. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, in the gated community, that's what we like to well, call Well, I it. understand because mac is such a peasant dish. Yes. Um, so you folks up there in the gated community with your shells and cheese, you say underrated. And I do too. I, I would have no problem. We had mac and cheese um, 
or some of the people did last night. I had lasagna, but there was mac and cheese on the table for the non-lasagna eaters. God help There's such a thing? Yeah, there are. It's it's sad. Homemade lasagna? No, it was Stouffer's, but that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Uh, so I would say mac and cheese, underrated. And I'm going to throw one in there off the off the pole because you can only put four on the pole. But I know how you feel about this, and that's the cranberries. Yeah, I enjoy some cranberries. Yeah, so underrated. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, too, in a can when you do the upside-down thing and it makes that yeah, sound. That little jello. I, I find that funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got 113 votes as we record this and currently stuffing slash dressing in the lead. But green bean casserole coming up strong oh on the outside. On the t- uh, nipping. Nipping. Which I don't understand. I don't understand. But that's okay. <laughs> so we'll go back to the that's a fun poll. pop culture things. Unless you have some pop culture things that you want to bring to the table here for overrated, underrated. I don't have anything. I'm sorry, Chuck. No, that's quite loss. all right. Why contribute to the show? Why? Anyway... Uh, <laughs> I'm just here to, to <laughs> nod and edit. Nod and edit. And you do a heck of a job of it, my friend. Without you, this doesn't get distributed to the people. Without you, know what? you this doesn't get on the air. Right before you were about to uh, crucify me with not bringing anything, you know what? I do have something. I do. I do. I enjoy a podcast on the way into work. I like to listen to p- just people talk, you know, clear my head, whatever. Uh, I like Conan O'Brien a lot. I like him more now than I did when he had his TV show. Mm. But who he has on holds him at a high regard. He has a new guest of today's episode. And I I did say on the way in, overrated or underrated? Are you ready? Yeah. Kevin Hart. Overrated Mm. or underrated? I love me some Kevin Hart. I think he's good. He is funny. He is funny. But you know what? I think he might be overrated. Now, I is overrate. Do I think he's overrated because maybe he's overexposed? I don't know. I love him in the Jumanji movies. I like his stand up act. I think his stand up act is very funny. The night that he hosted Saturday Night Live and yeah, that the, opening monologue told the story was about it a the, raccoon. The raccoon that was fantastic. Yes. Oh, but. You get a lot of Kevin Hart these days. He's in commercials. He's he's yeah. he's around the NBA. He's everywhere. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slightly overrated just because I think you get more of him than what you really need. Yeah. If you know, I want him to be the kind of comedian that we had when we were younger with Eddie Murphy, where we can watch. A couple of those movies, anytime, over mm-hmm. and over again. I can't say that about Kevin Hart movies yet. No, no. Like I don't, I don't know that I didn't see Ride Along. I didn't see the Brian Cranston movie where he's the assistant. Oh yeah, that's that's good, but that's not. If you're looking, not for, his wheelhouse. If you're looking for Kevin Hart just being hilariously funny, that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. Uh, after school or night school or whatever that was a while back. So, you know, it's no trading places. It's no coming to America. No. I mean, those are two. Yeah. Those are two that I put before any Kevin Hart movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's another reason. And I'm glancing from, from you that. 
Oh, I'm or, with you. Slightly yeah. overrated. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about all the commercials and yeah. sweatpants and blah, 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 blah. I mean, he's a money-making machine. God bless him. I guess he needs it. He's and gotta, he is funny. Yeah. Oh. Very funny. No no question. But, yeah, um, I'll go overrated. Okay. So there you have it. That's it. Uh, that is today's edition of Sports Yak number 261 if you're scoring at home or even if you're by yourself. Anyway. The um, name Bucky Dent came up today. Why? Uh, I think it's his birthday. Well, happy birthday, Bucky. Didn't we uh, watch him growing up? Well, he started his career with the White Sox, over to the Yankees, hit one of the more famous home runs in postseason history as the Yankees beat the Red Sox in a playing game to get to the 1978 American League Championship, which the Yankees then wound up winning the World Series. Yeah, I feel no. like... Did they? I just feel like growing up, if we were to watch a White Sox game, I kind of remember that name being tossed around. My my friend, who is now currently on the Elkhart Police Force, one of the top females on the force, DeAndre, classmate of mine at Mary Beck, she loved her some Bucky Dent growing up. Yeah? yeah. That, that was... That <laughs> Did she was, call it BD? No. That's something to think about. You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. You're there as well. Oh, retweeting everything you do at my name is Corey Sports Yak with two Ks as well. Happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Dave Craig. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.